This is the Growth Mindset Podcast with Ronald Hunt, where we take the research and writing of Carol Dweck and apply it to your life. We will break glass ceilings in education, government, and business through best practices. If you are ready to change your culture, we will show you how. I am so excited. My two courses on couples in coronavirus are launching this week. The Regrow, Restore, Thrive Marriage Challenge and the 2 by 2 Challenge. It's not much to get in. It's $17 or $47. You can't even go to Starbucks. Well, you can't go to Starbucks anyway. But you can't go to Starbucks, have a coffee and a pastry each for $17. But you can improve your relationship. I'm Ron at idu-idus.com or you can check the dialogue box. Chapter 3, Mindset, by Carol Dweck. Chapter 3 is titled, Mindset and the Truth About Ability and Achievement. Let's dive right in, because that's what Carol Dweck would, would do and encourage us to do. She starts the chapter by talking about some of our geniuses. Thomas Edison, genius or myth? Extremely accomplished, to be sure, but often credited for others' achievements. I'll give you an example. He had 30 scientists and engineers working with him on the light bulb. He took full credit for it, though. He had a relationship with the media. And there were things other people invented that he claimed as his inventions. He was considered an ordinary child, but he could spin with the best of them. His contemporary was P.T. Barnum, who invented the circus, if you recall. So, uh, he got by with mindset and drive. His belief in following the process, and yes, taking care of credit for the other's contributions, made him the legend we consider him. Wolfgang Mozart was a hack for his first 10 years, sampling and stealing for his contemporaries and patching them together into something, quote, new, unquote, but really just more familiar. But he kept practicing, and eventually he came to his own vision, as we all can come to our own boys. So uh, Dweck transitions from those two examples into talking about about education and early childhood, which is really her love and where most of her research has been. Chapter 3 is where she takes her first deep dive. She suggests we should all think about those field trips we took in grade school. Just the anticipation of seeing or learning about something new opened up our brains. Something was going to happen that day, and it was exciting, and that's the way knowledge should be. She then skips directly to the always trying years of high school, junior high, where much of my research dovetails with hers. She tested students and placed them into the two groups, growth and fixed mindsets. She then tracked both groups for two years. Though they both faced the exact same social and physical changes, her results surprised many, though probably not you, my loyal listeners. The fixed mindset immediately had a drop-off in grades in middle school, while the growth mindset's group scores actually increased. Such a challenge for the fixed mindset group. They obsessed. Am I smart or dumb? Am I good looking or ugly? Am I cool 
or nerdy? Am I a winner or loser? Let's remember, once someone in the fixed mindsets labeled a loser, that will resonate a very long time, if not forever. Their entire ethos of coasting, if they identified with success or failure, is threatened, and they literally and figuratively find it easier to just give up. Their intelligence becomes disconnected from their schooling during this time period. But for the growth mindset, they learned and reinforced that working hard was not something that made you vulnerable, but something that made you smarter. They have learned to grind, to learn, and achieve. They were studying to learn, not just to ace the test. They dug a little deeper into problems to find the why. So, is it ability or mindset? Yes! We all have interests that can blossom into abilities if we spend the extra time exploring, testing, and mastering. Dweck's Travels Letter to Garfield High School, generally accepted as the worst school in Los Angeles, which was saying a lot. You may have seen the movie Stand and Deliver. They got a new math teacher named Jamie Escalante, who decided to teach these potential dropouts college-level calculus. His combination of belief, love, and standards took many of these students from worst to first. His growth mindset? He asked himself, how can I teach them, and how will they learn best? Let's just take a second and consider all the intelligence being wasted by underestimating students' potential to develop. Another famous teacher is Marva Collins. She's famous for teaching second grade in the south side of Chicago. Her students have been labeled learning disabled, retarded, and emotionally disturbed. Within one year's time, she had them reading, understanding, and debating Tolstoy, Shakespeare, and Aristotle. Her philosophy was to love on the children but make them work hard, the growth mindset. Alfred Binet credited, was credited for inventing the IQ test almost 100 years ago, and his belief was that you could change the quality of someone's mind. His concern was the education of school children in Paris. My question to you and to, is, is why aren't we teaching this way all the time? And my answer and I'm sure if you looked at it, you'd come to the same answer. It's hard to change uh, established systems. Instead of teaching the growth mindset to our students, we, it's easier to test, test, test them and try to improve what isn't working because there are people invested in that. The test score companies, they get an increasing share of your education tax dollars every year, yet test scores never go up. And it's just a really vicious cycle. So I want you to consider the virtuous cycle instead. So Dweck decided to take the IQ test and um, do something unique with it. She gave IQ tests to both the fixed and growth mindset groups that she had identified before they had to do a complicated task. 
Her results showed that the children who were praised for their intelligence actually, before the IQ test, who were considered brighter, actually tested lower on the second test because they were in the fixed mindset group. Those that were praised for their efforts in the growth mindset group showed higher scores. Again, we, we've got a nice example there where the tortoise can beat the hare just, just because they're learning in a different way. Dweck challenges us to research our heroes. Do we just assume they're genius or do they have to work to develop it? What an example that is for all of us. Let's take it a bit further. Do you consider them superior? Or can you see that they just used better strategies, practiced harder, and worked their way through obstacles? You can do that too. Do you ever think of yourself as stupid? Catch that quickly and shift your mindset. Concentrate on different strategies instead of labeling yourself or believing others' labels. Especially, do not do this with your children or friends. Find a growth mindset way of complimenting them. One step deeper. Have you felt judged because of gender, race, or some other targeted stereotype? I have. Begin teaching the growth mindset to people, to all those classes as well. For example, I have championed women throughout my life who are far more likely to have self-doubt and fear as being perceived as aggressive if they speak up. My favorite mindset, mindset shift that I use regularly when coaching is, if this was a quality valued in a man, do not ever apologize or be ashamed of it. This is very cool stuff. And if this, this should help you go out and buy the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, or listen to it on Audible. Have a great week, and we will see you soon.